huge welcome to Bathurst. Uh, I'm above pit lane, just me personally, uh, above pit lane, uh, just over the grid as one of these cars goes past me, and I am joined back in World Square by the great Candace Warner and Richard Friedman. How are you, my friends? Look, I'm I'm very, very good, but I want to know how you are after your massive weekend <laughs> yes. last weekend. You Tell sound... us, and a birthday during the week. Happy birthday, Brendo. Thank you so much. Thank you. You sound oh, a bit man. weary to me. Mate, I'm still dusty. Right. I'm still dusty. You like, sound so a year I, older. So I wasn't, oh, mate, I aged several years during that game. So I wasn't going to go to the grand final, right? And I was Unless just you had a corporate box. Yeah, that's what you said. You said, <laughs> okay. you said you weren't off going air, unless someone sprung for you to, and paid for you. Yeah, on air I'm a man of the people. But yeah, off air I was like 100% I'm not sitting down there. You put me in a box or I'm not going. Yeah. And so I was, I, was, I was leaving for the day. Uh, and and Gus's Gus Wallen, the great Gus Wallen. It's like uh, you uh, you're just watching from home. Just yeah, just watching from home. So texted me while I was on the train. He's like, got you into a box. Unreal. So that's great. So loving the day, all good. Lovely little canapes, couple of drinks, all that sort of yeah. stuff. Uh, less great when we were down twenty four eight. Yeah. Now, tell me about this box. Uh, all the other people in the box, who did yes. they support? They all supported the Brisbane Broncos, which I sort of feel <laughs> was a put bit him in of a Broncos box. <laughs> yeah, a bit of a stitch up from Gus there. I mean, I was appreciative, but 24-8 down, you're like, get me out of here, uh, much like Ivan Cleary, the way he felt um, during the game. So, And then what happened, and this would have aggrieved you, Richard, and I thought of you when this Everything happened. does. This uh, the drunkest Bronco in the box. So you can, I mean, the uh, Broncos yes. fans are drunk at the best yeah, of times. Yeah, but yeah. the drunkest Bronco in the box yeah. leaned over and kissed me on my bald head. Really oh. nice, twenty-four to nice. eight, big yeah, sloppy yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, I didn't. You love really that. wouldn't have appreciated that. You know no, what? I didn't love that. I thought it was one of the great grand finals I've watched in oh. many, many, many years. I mean, we all know that it was the, the huge comeback from the Panthers, but I kind of look at it this way: at about. About just after they got, how far in front did they get? 18 points in front or something? Yeah. Yeah? 16, yeah. 16, yeah. They thought, they thought, it went through their heads, the players, the Broncos players, maybe subconsciously, we've won this. And I reckon that just dropped the level slightly. And to their great credit, the Panthers players, led by Nathan Cleary and others, notables, and Moses Leota was fantastic. Moses Leota, Jack Cogger, Luke Garner came on, did a yeah, job. Yeah, they did their job, and they didn't stop believing. Mm. They never. They might have been the only ones in the whole stadium who who believed they could win. Mate, I like. I've been a fan since I was six, and I just. I, and they've won two in a row, and they've been at four grand finals in a row, and I gave up. We were down twenty four eight. Old mates kissing me on the head. I was like, well, it must be over. He's giving me the kiss of death. <laughs> so you can imagine, I just gave it back to him. <laughs> it's got to be one of the greatest comebacks ever. Well, it was. Well, it was the greatest it. comeback in yeah. NRL I've never history, seen which was unbelievable. And, and you I'm said, old. Richard, um, that the Broncos, they kind of dropped a level. But in saying that, the Panthers went to another level. And that mm. just comes from belief. experience, belief, and just what they've been able to oh, the, the combination they have. In, in, and, and the combinations yeah, and, in the last three to four and years. And the trust they have in each other. And all those things started to feed into that last 20 minutes of And the I match. believe that only the Panthers would have been able to do that, and they 100%. did. 100%. And st- we didn't mention Stephen Crichton rolling it in for three grubber, oh. you, know, you know, rolling in for yeah. three dropouts at the end. Oh, my they God. They just didn't stop, didn't stop thinking, we can still win, we can still win. Oh, but it was fantastic, this. even the NRLW match beforehand. Um, the Titans, who were wooden spooners last year, they were incredible, but they didn't win. So, you know what? Over the whole weekend with the AFL Grand Finals and, and the NRLW and the, and the NRL Grand Final, Queensland, bum, bum, 
zero oh, yeah, titles. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes. They got nothing. Even yeah. in the um, is it the what, what? What's the official name of the game before the, the that South one? Was that the, the the state challenge or oh the state championship? State yeah, championship. Yeah. They even they, they even got lost dusted that. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. and I've been up in Queensland during the week, and the funny thing was they had fan days to yeah. celebrate. Yeah. It, all not, the teams when, when they lose, I've been and up there during the State of Origin. Players were not into it. The and when they lose, want to be there. State of Origin, they just don't talk about it. It's like yeah. it never happened. They won you know, nothing. That, that, if they don't win, uh, Bupkis, no, never happened. That didn't yeah, happen. Yeah, what game? Yeah, yeah, look, one of the great grand finals. Um, footy over for the year. Uh, we are turning our attention to Bathurst. Going to catch up with Mark Scaife very shortly. He's won the great race six times, knows how to win, and he's going to have his tip uh, very shortly. Um, and footy's all over for Tavita Pengai Jr. as well. This weekend, his boxing debut. We're going to catch up with him after 11. It is the Dead Set Legends on Sydney's 104.9 Triple M. The 60th edition of the Repco Bathurst 1000 this weekend. Very thrilled to be trackside for it. Uh, this man's been king of the mountain six times. Now the voice of it each year uh, alongside Neil Crompton. Mark Scaife with us to preview the great race. Morning, Scaifey. G'day, guys. G'day, Mark. It's Richard Friedman here. You took me for a couple of hot laps at uh, Calder one time. Scared the living bejesus out of me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Richard, how are you going? I'm well, thanks. And how's it been going up there? I mean, it, you've done a lot of these now. You're 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 a veteran of, of Bathurst. No one's done more of them, either as a driver or as a commentator, I suspect. But is it? does it still turn your, your lights on, you know? Do you still get the buzz? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you can't... There'd be something wrong with you when you drove into this place and it didn't turn you on. It's, a, it's such a cool racetrack. I mean, television doesn't really do it justice in terms of the elevation change and just how steep it is going up the hill and then and obviously down the... The place has got such tradition. It's our grand final. It's you know, stop the nation day in Australian sport, and the and the and the circuit, you know, is just one of those ones. Peter Brock used to say, "Great racetracks have got consequences," and this one's just so unforgiving and so wild. It's uh, it's it, it's a treasure for motorsport fans. It's it's the absolute pinnacle. Is Bathurst one of those races that experience counts for everything? We know Craig Lowndes, he's won the, the title seven times. Um, he is the oldest in the field, but there's also a youngster, Kai Allen, um, who is just, you know, wasn't even born when um, Craig Lowndes <laughs> competed, first started competing. <laughs> oh, well, that's funny, isn't it, Candice? There's such a diverse range of drivers the average age is basically about 34, um, and as you said, Lounsey's the, the oldest of them, but he's still going very well. I don't know whether you saw his drive at the Sandown 500, but he was the fastest car on track there for a little while, and if he was doing it full-time, he'd still be competitive every weekend. So he's a remarkable athlete and very, very good around here. Um, young Kai Allen is driving with Simona Di Silvestro, and he's got a great career going he's um he's going very well in the in the junior category under under supercar so that's super two and uh, and he's got a great opportunity this weekend with a wild card entry from shelby power so uh it's a as i said it's a it's a diverse field but in terms of combinations there's probably 12 or 14 that are capable of winning it uh Scaifey, parody has been the buzzword i'm walking the streets of bathurst last night it's parody this it's parody that um ford unhappy with their aerodynamics it hasn't been approved for this race uh, were you surprised though to see more mustangs qualify for the uh, top 10 on the grid uh, rather than the camaros no I, I wasn't surprised at all i mean the, the, the speed between the cars down the straights within half a kilometer per hour um mm. as you said there's six fords in the top 10 um, there's, you know, one one guy at the moment in the Coke Camaro, Brody Kosecki, who's dominated this weekend so far. I mean, he's 
pretty much been fastest in every session. So they're, they're the team to beat at, at this point. But, but the pace of the Groves, the Penrite Mustangs, um, the pace of the Shell V-Power Mustangs, uh, the pace of, of uh, Cam Waters in the Monster Mustang. I mean, they're all going very well. And, and Chas Mostert, obviously, another of the real contenders. So there's some really good Mustang combinations that'll take some beating. You, you drove the old supercars around there. You'd have forgotten how many times you've been around that track. What, what, what are the challenging parts for the new breed of car compared to the old breed of car? Are they, are they the same? The difficulties exactly the same in the same spots for both types? Well, the interesting part about that with it, Richard, is that the cars that we're running now, these new Gen 3 Mustangs and Camaros, have the same sort of downforce as we had in the early 2000s. So they're about right. 60% less downforce than the cars last year. So they move around more. They're harder to drive, which I celebrate that, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you want the cars to be hard to drive. You want the best drivers to be able to, to get a reward for being better than another. Sure. So these cars are, are already, all the, all the commentary has been, you know, geez, they're, they're wild across the top and geez, they're wild through the chase. So at the end of Conrad Strait, the cars are doing 300 kilometers an hour. That's 83 meters a second. And that corner used to not even be a corner in the old cars. Um, it took a lot of bravery yesterday to get through that corner flat out without backing off. So I, I love it. I mean, that, that's, that's actually what car racing is all about. It's about risk versus reward. It's about commitment. And if, and if you make it easy, then it's not as good. So you want those big, fast corners at the top of the hill. You want the big, fast corner at the end of Conrad Strait. You want that to to give you a yield if you're if you're really brave and courageous and attacking it and committed then you get a gain all right last year's winners shane van gisbergen and garth tander they drive for different teams this year uh but could be the first repeat winner uh since 2008 when we saw the the win cup lounge when it, i think it was three in a row for them yeah so that's an interesting one because there's 12 combinations from last year that are the same another three combinations that have driven together before so in the whole field of the 28 cars there's actually been 15 combinations all up that have actually driven together before and if you remember so Chas Mostert and Lee Holdsworth drove together here and won Lee Holdsworth did such a great job that he got a full-time driver next year and had to leave the same team so there's there's a lot of stuff that happens in the background and and it is unusual for the Bathurst champions to come back the next year and have SVG in the same team that he was with, but with Garth Tander uh, joining David Reynolds in the Penrite Mustang. And they're a formidable combination. David Reynolds is qu- qualified in the top 10. Uh, and so is young Matty Payne from New Zealand. He's only 20 years of age. Um, so they've got two Grove Penrite Mustangs in the top 10. Uh, speaking of things happening in the ba- background, you can hear I'm above uh, pit lane. The car's whizzing by. Pound for pound, you are one of the best commentators in any sport. I love listening to you at Bathurst time, but I also love listening to Neil Crompton. And he's been riding the porcelain bus, mate. Is he okay? Is he, is he going to recover from his bout of food poisoning before the big race? Uh, yes, he, he's bright and sparkling again this morning, oh, so that's, that, that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was a long day yesterday. Uh, he... Uh, he was not well, and it's great to see him back. He's just such a, you know, I, I think he's actually the best motorsport commentator in the world. He's got a really good feel for it, and he understands the game better than anybody else. So it's great to have him back. We can't let you go without getting a tip. Uh, well, I, I, let me give you a Camaro and a, and a Mustang tip. Okay, I think the yes. Camaro tip, probably, I can't go away from Brock Feeney and Jamie Winkup. Their performance at Sandown was exemplary, and I, I think they're still 
as a team with their strategy and the way they go about their business, I would say they're, they're hardest to beat. And then on the other side, I'm going to go for a, a little bit of a dark horse with it. I think that Mostert and Holdsworth will will be quite powerful tomorrow afternoon late. Mostert late in the day with good tyres on and and with the amount of vigour and, and flamboyance that he has, uh, I reckon he'll be hard to beat. Unreal. You can hear all of Mark Scaife's fine work on Channel 7 throughout the weekend. An absolute pleasure to have you, Scaifey. Thanks for joining us, brother. All the best. Thanks, guys. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Bit going on with the Pack Championships. A halfback, Nathan Clear, he's been ruled out with a knee injury. He picked up in the NRL Grand Final. Nico Hines, his replacement. We happy with that? Yeah, why not? I probably, I don't know if he'll get a game. Why you don't? No, I don't know. Why, why do you say that? I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? Who to see. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. But... No, I think he gets a game. Okay. I think he plays all the games. All right. Yeah. All right. Like I said, I'm in <laughs> Queensland time. Anyway, <laughs> it was good to see. I think he was on holidays and he just put on his Instagram that his season was wrapped up. He was up in Noosa. Um, and so it was a real surprise to him. And then on social media, he um, was supposed to be up on the Sunshine Coast. And he said, um, anyone want my Airbnb? It's going well, cheap. It, it, it's a, I think it's a nice accolade to Nico, who's been a very good player for a number of years now. And, you know, last year was probably a stellar breakout year for him. Not sure he's the best controller of the game. Mm. I, I'm not sure that he would be my next choice. Who would you put? Well, I kind of think the guy, you know, who got the other grand final team into the grand final, your Reynolds. former halfback. Yes. Might be. Reynolds. Yeah. Might be a, a, a choice for that. He, he controlled most of the games of the year beautifully. Well, Nico, I think he, he was he played in the Prime Minister's game, did quite well there, so maybe yeah. sort of got elevated. Well, look, he's a great player. So well, I think know. we can all agree that Dylan Edwards being called up to the squad is is a uh, right that a wrong that has been righted. Yeah, um, it's 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 justifiable, isn't it? And oh it's, my God, you know he's 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 going to be. It wouldn't matter. Look, you just know with him, you're going to get a good match out of him. Doesn't matter. Who you play, how they play, he'll play Stick well. Stick him on the wing. Yeah. Talking about um, Cleary, what do you make of Payne Haas only sort of getting away with a fine for the hip drop tackle that he did on Cleary? Cleary obviously injured, cannot play for Australia. Uh, Haas, you know, mm. I, I don't know. It's it's just it's a little well, bit unfair. if there's an injury involved, it probably warrants a suspension, doesn't That's it? That's what I thought. Yeah, it probably does. So, if to you're only be get consistent. a fine and then he can play for Australia. Mind you. I know the referee let the, the match roll and it, and we all enjoyed it. And people yeah. said, that's how every match should be refereed. Wrong. If you referee every match like that, within a quarter of a season, the whole game will be out of control. Yeah, carnage. I completely agree with that. It's, it's, I mean, it was good for a one-off. It was. Correct. It, it was great to watch the game like that. And you want that in the grand final, but you are absolutely right, Richard Friedman. You don't hear me say that often. No. Uh, West Tigers, this is disgusting. Have... <laughs> have pitched a proposal to build a 20,000-seat stadium in Liverpool. Well, they're not the first team who have said that they would go to Liverpool. Uh, in 1998, the Bulldogs had planned to go to, to Liverpool. And An that was partly why they changed their name. They dropped Canterbury-Bankstown from their name and just went for for the Bulldogs. Obviously, that didn't eventuate. Um uh, initial reports said that there were going to be a $45 million stadium at Liverpool, complete with a uh, retractable roof. 
Um, so, look, that never happened. What do you think of this, Brendo? This is my issue with it, Candice, that they've already got three stadiums. They've got Leichhardt, they've got Campbelltown, both of which have been, uh, well, there's, there's funding pending from the state government for upgrades to both. You've got Combank you can play at. So maybe perhaps focus winning on a game, or winning a game in one of those three stadiums you already have before building another one in Liverpool. I, I mean, it's crying out in Campbelltown. Crying out in Campbelltown. I, I still live in and around Campbelltown. They, they want a team. Play more games at Campbelltown. I get the, I get that if you are the West Tigers, you want to capture the West, and you know the South West is a, is a, almost untapped down there uh, for most teams. You know, no one sort of claimed it as their own. I wouldn't mm. have said. So I get, I get the thrust. Does it need a new stadium? I don't know. What, I'm not a big fan of building stadia. What about all the the members that they've got now? I mean, I don't know how many members they've got, but they've got supporters that you know from that Leichhardt area, from you know those. I, There's I not enough think... of them, though. You've got. That, I can understand that. There's not enough left in, you know, Leichhardt and yeah, Roselle and Balmain. Yeah, but, and... but if they won, started to win a few games, nah. then they probably would. There's different. It's a different population now than it was when they started. Yeah, I just think focus on what's happening on the field rather than the infrastructure around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm sure um, they listen, are. That's you know. Let's be fair. Not? I'm sure they it are. Takes away, but it takes away focus. Does it? I think so. Yeah, I do. I agree with Brendo. Oh, thanks, Candice. Yeah, it's all right. Um, hey, listen, guys, I'm at, I'm at Bathurst too, as you can hear. Um, the, the cars are flying past. I, I can get in the ear of some... I mean, the entertainment is fantastic here at the Bathurst 1000. We, we're broadcasting all weekend. Um, I think it could be a little bit better, though. What do you I, mean? I reckon... See, I was just seeing um, some shots on TV before of some massive tyres. I would like to see sort of like a... You know how they do the che- cheese rolling? I would love to oh, see yeah. some tyre oh, rolling competition. That sounds safe That's to me. There's a good That's hill a there. Oh, you got to roll it down the mountain. It would be unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Through people's private property. There's a good hill here. Mount yeah. Panorama. Yeah, yeah. no, nah, it's all right. <laughs> Goes roll, okay. Roll it down what, what, there. Out on the track? Yeah. You gotta, That's a good idea. How do you win? Well, whoever's wheel goes the furthest without toppling over or hitting so someone else. So like else's. a billy cart race. The last one standing. You got any novelty ideas? For Bathurst? I think, look, I, I always enjoy, you know, so like a mascot race. <laughs> you <laughs> no. mean like? I, yeah, I think you should get mascots from all teams around just to entertain the crowd, you know, when there's nothing going on there. Put them all in open top uh, beach buggies, you know, a la banana splits, yeah. yep. and let them race. Yeah. It'd be carnage. Probably you mean Siggy yes. Swanee's head bouncing back and forth. You couldn't have and... Reggie the rabbit. He's too small. He wouldn't be able to see over the steering wheel. No, no, mm. only little dune buggies. It'd be fine. Yeah, just I as long as you can okay. crash into the one in front, like you're fine. That. Here's what I'm thinking. No Bathurst, good, no good, no, no, no one no, like I, that. Actually, I don't mind that. I like the paddle pop lion idea. Yes. Of, like, his foot's Ooh, too big, though. So with he's his mane flowing yeah. in the breeze. <laughs> That's Massive very foot. funny. I think they're great. At, here's what I want, okay? It's the, it's Bathurst as it is, but one of the cars on the grid is a fictional car. One of those fun fictional... I'm talking like the DeLorean from Back to the Future or something. Oh, Which would win quite easily. That would be feed up for the DeLorean. Or what about, like... Mario Kart. Mario Kart. This is what I'm. This is what I'm thinking, right? So I'm thinking one triple three five three. What fictional car do you want to see on the Bathurst grid? See, that's ridiculous. Mine wasn't ridiculous. <laughs> do you have a fictional car you want to see on the grid? There's. What fictional car I, would I have? I've got you're one. A, the Batmobile. You're a shagging wagon sort of guy. A shagging wagon sort of guy from Dumb and Dumber. I've got one. Thanks, thanks for that. What about um, George Jetson's mobile? That, Perfect. That, that, that had no wheels. Yeah. yeah it would win. I know. The, I the parody debate would rage this. even even further. One triple three five three. Oh, no. We want we want the best oh, fictional no. car on the Bathurst oh. grid.
Uh, you might be able to hear I'm at the Bathurst 1000 this weekend, broadcasting all weekend. And it did get me... Th- I mean, the entertainment is unreal, guys. Love the entertainment here. But I was, we were just thinking maybe some novelties, uh, some extra things we could do. Yep. Uh, and Candace's our phone idea. lines have absolutely Seriously? blown up over what this. Is- Really? Well, this is the th- so my one was on the grid. It's it's as it is, Bathurst as it is, but one of the cars is a fictional car. It rolls around. I want to see the DeLorean get a run in in the great race. That's the sort of idea. So we're taking your calls one triple three five three. The best fictional car on the Bathurst grid, Candice. Yep, Craig um, from Penrith. What car would you like to see on the Bathurst grid? G'day, legends. How about the old? Flintstones mobile. Ah, oh, yeah, a bit of foot power there. Yes. Yeah, with a big brontosaurus yeah. burger on the side. Yeah, yeah. that's it, mate. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Take a while. <laughs> <laughs> Could, have thought Could, without an engine. Could be. Okay. Um, who do we go to next? Uh, let's, let's go, go to, to Andrew. I think we got Mick. Mick. No, Mick, Mick, was it? Mick, yeah. No, yeah, we, Mick. There it is. Yeah, we got oh, Mick. Three, there five, we go. Uh, what's yours, Mick? Uh, I reckon we go the whole race with the wacky races. Huge, love it, huge. Get them all in there. Dastardly do-right, we get Muttley in there. Penelope pit stop, it all happens. That's just off the top let's, of my head. Let's I keep can't moving. any other wacky races characters. Let's all keep right. moving. Eddie, Eddie, what car would you like to see on the grid? Uh, the General Lee. Huge. The Dukes of Hazard. The General, yeah, Dukes the of Hazard. Dukes of the Hazard. General Lee could go that's, anywhere it wants to. That's probably a good one, that. that I've got a starting favourite, Eddie, at the moment. What do you think? You like you like General Lee the most? Uh, at the moment. At the yeah. moment. We might right, take one get... more call. All right, yeah. Let's do it. Marco. Hey, Marco. Hey, mate. How about the uh, old Knight Rider kid? Oh, oh yes. yes. Good challenge into like the Duke's that. car. The General sit Lee. Back and, sit back and let it drive itself. I like yeah. Marco's <laughs> style. Yeah. Hey, Mike, Marco's man. good, but the General Lee, that has to be the best, doesn't it? You, you want General, General Lee? Yeah, General Lee. I vote okay. General Lee. You happy with that, Candice? Uh, yeah, there's not bad. There's, but no, there's she's so, not happy with it. Lo- there's just it. so <laughs> many. <laughs> I think we've got we a need, horn that plays Dixie. I think we need to just send some of these ideas to the yeah, Bathurst I, I organisation because no. it's got to be send done. Them. It's got to be mag- done. Magic my name on that email, all right? The magic right. school bus. <laughs> yeah. The, the gadget mobile. We missed some. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had too many cars. They had the party wagon. They had the shell razor. They had the turtle taxi. They had the turtle van. Make this stop. Wow. What well about done, Chitty Mario. Chitty Bang Bang? Chitty Chitty Bang Bang can fly over oh, Conrad Strait. Herbie. <laughs> oh, no. oh, there's just so many. Can I, I'm re- giving the prize today, okay? Yeah, you are. The Mario, General absolutely. Lee gets it. Eddie gets Absol- it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Four and 20. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food. The Dead Set Legends Player of the Week. And this is a tough one too, Candice Warner, because we are coming off the back of some amazing grand finals, both in the AFL and NRL. Very keen to see who you've picked as Player of the Week. Well, this week's Player of the Week is the Panthers co-captain, Nathan Cleary. Now, I'm I'm sure everyone Mm. probably agrees (laughs) with me. He produced a stunning performance to clinch the, um, the Clive Churchill medal for the second time. Now, only um, a few other players have done that. He now joins Billy Slater, who did it in 2009 and 17, and Bradley Clyde. So there's, this is only the third player to have to have won this medal. He um, 
He finished the game with 12 points and um, only Dylan Edwards had more runs than Cleary. So he had an an enormous match. He did have an enormous match. And I will agree with that. And I can't say that he's not a worthy winner of your player of the week. Okay. But I want to throw in a couple of other names, right? I want to throw in one in particular, Moses Leota. There's no way that, that Nathan could have staged that great comeback without the input from a guy like Moses Leota, who actually just drove the engine there and just kept making ground and putting himself in the game. It, it, it not only took Nathan Cleary to believe that he could win it, it took people like Moses Leota to also yeah. believe. I'd like to throw in another name too, because I was there, I was live watching it down 24-8. So just so they you know, were... it's player of the week, not players of the week, but anyway. And we will pick one out of these three. We will pick one out of these three. And I'm throwing one other in there as well. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Oh, my God. You so just you said Nathan Cleary. Get player no, of the week, I'm but doing, you start I'm doing the week. a male and female this week. Oh, but anyway, go on. My, mine, because I was there, I saw it live. Penrith were flat as attack 24-8 down. Jack Cogger comes on. And Cleary said it afterwards too, unlocked his game just went bang, bang, was just able to straighten the attack and gave Cleary that space. So he might be your player of the week, but unlocking that potential was Jack Cogger. He's my player of the week. And I'm an gonna, absolute legend. All right. And I'm going to do a female player of the week, and that is for the Newcastle Knights, Tamika Upton. I don't know if you watched the oh, NRLW yes. Grand yeah, Final. I was there for that too, my God. Unbelievable. She scored two tries, set up two tries, and the Newcastle Knights um, now have gone back-to-back, but she is just an absolute superstar so, so of the we, game. we've now gone players of the week. Yeah, I, I had it. to. Four of them. Two, all four of them. I had to. Two codes with four of them. Yep, I'll send out the four and twenties to all of them. Yeah. They all get a four and twenty pie this I week. I wouldn't mind some four and twenty party pies, actually. Yeah, I like the party. Well, it's not pies. about you. Did you win player of the week? No, no. I mean, there were four no. opportunities. Did you win in any of them? No, <laughs> no, no you didn't, did you? But I love a good taste test. Right. Anyway. Okay. Just good to know. Yeah. <laughs> and it is the battle on the reef pay per view that will today live and exclusive on Stan uh, from 6.30 tonight uh, we are joined by one of the fighters former NRL player turned boxer Tavita Pangai Jr thank you for joining us on uh, on fight night mate thanks for having me guys appreciate it it's a huge change in career which you know sort of shocked us all it's sort of to, to most of the fans, I suppose it came out of nowhere. It wouldn't have come out of nowhere for you, D- D- Tavita. Do you really do you enjoy boxing more than rugby league? Um, yeah, that, yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, I love I love my boxing. Um, I love the lifestyle as well. You know, you got to dedicate your whole life to it, and the people around you got to support that. So, um, you know, my wife, my, my my siblings, my parents, they all support me. So, they're all in my corner. Tavita, you said um, you want to be bigger than Chalk. So Chalk's the man, <laughs> but you're the bad man. That's that's your new nickname, is it? Yeah, I think after tonight, he's going to be saying, that's a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound like a bad man. You sound like a good guy. <laughs> I'm a good guy, but I've got, I got a dark side to me. So, so oh, is, that okay. we've got to, is, that, is that how we've got to say it? The bad man. <laughs> that's a bad man. <laughs> yeah, well, I like that. There's, obviously, in NRL, you, you know, you focus on the opposition a lot, how you beat them, their, their weaknesses and stuff. Is it the opposite in boxing? Uh, I mean, you, you're taking on um, Frank Amad. <laughs> have you have you even have you even looked at him, or are you just worried about what you're doing? Oh, mate, I know everything about him. Uh, you know, I know his record. I've you know, I've seen how he's been training. I know which gym he's training at. He comes from a good fight gym, and you got to respect him. But I think uh, my talent and my love for the sport and uh, my work, uh, my fitness, and just being an athlete. You know, I've been fighting on big 
fighting on big shows before, two shows uh, prior to this, and also having an NRL career playing in front of, you know, anywhere from 10,000 to 55,000. So, you know, this is just another walk in the park for me. Ooh. Talking about um, NRL, you walked away from the Bulldogs um, this year. You, you played Origin. Was it hard to walk away from, from that? Um, you have said that you have been a bit of a loner in, in a team sport. So does, do you find that boxing as well is just more suited to you? Yeah, uh, yeah I feel like, um, you know, boxing, you know, I can keep my circle small. You know, you just can't trust 30 blokes, can you? No. No, <laughs> that's no you're very deep. That's absolutely fair. <laughs> Love your honesty. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. You know, there's all this brotherhood talk. Uh, I haven't heard... I've heard from probably two players in the coach since I left. So is that is that for real? Is that for real? So you're in a team. You're in a team sport like rugby league for the dogs, and you've heard from two of your former players. Pretty much, yeah. Well, that's that's, that's well, sad. Well, oh, from yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like in total, I can count on two hands who's, who I'm still friends with in the game. So, you know, all this brotherhood talk. It's yeah, all rubbish. It's all fake. Yeah. Oh, that's that's. That's certainly unexpected. And people hate the truth. That's the truth. No, that's, people don't like the truth a lot of the time. You know what? You, you should know. come on this show and, and Rich, you and Richard would become best mates, I reckon. I reckon best we friends. would. I reckon I we would. Yeah. I'm certainly not going to upset him. Hey, hey Richard, yeah, we don't like taking orders, eh, Richard? No, well, no. we have a problem with authority. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, mate. Everyone does. You know, Even Wayne does. That's why, that's why he got kicked out of the Broncos. He wants the answer to a board. You you sound like a weight has just been lifted off your shoulders, brother. You you sound you sound great. I'm just I just like to tell it how it is, you know. Like yeah, the people that I looked up to. You think Gus wants to answer to a board and his footy IQ is higher than them? <laughs> it's just crazy. What else would you like to say now that you've got the <laughs> microphone? Ends with Wayne too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. Very important. What song you come into the ring on? Because, because you know, most boxers go for the sort of gangster rap, but I noticed Nikita Zoo is entering the ring these days to YMCA. No, nah, <laughs> it's got to be something gangster for sure. Uh, no, nah, it's not gangster for me. Um, obviously, the the two teammates that I said that has contacted me is been William Kikau at the yep. Bulldogs. So, um, you know, we struck up a good relationship when we were at the Penrith Panthers together, and um, yeah, he's Fiji, and so I'm going to walk out to one of his favourite songs, uh, "Where the Bala." Oh, Black Rose. Yeah, good. Oh, nice they don't know it, but I'll, I'll be watching. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> know pretending. when you hear it, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mate, it has been a ple- pleasure talking to you. Uh, Tavita Pangai Jr., going to let your fists do the talking tonight. The Battle on the Reef pay-per-view, live and exclusive on Stan this Saturday from 6.30. Um, and you were very briefly a former Panthers player, so I do have to thank you for your service. I thank all former Panthers for their service. <laughs> so thank you for that, Tavita. Yeah, appreciate it, mate. Um, yeah, can I just ask one question? Sure, of course. Where's Where's the big deal? Uh, where's the big deal? Oh, he does the afternoon show. Yeah. He does the rush hour. So, yeah. and because I was gonna, because and... I was gonna say, if I don't talk to Dell, the fight don't sell. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and that would have been a great line had Dell been here. Had to be Del right been here. <laughs> Perhaps next time, <laughs> uh, mate. A pleasure talking good. to you. Uh, best of luck tonight. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Good Thanks, on you, Tavita. Good luck. Uh, this is some shocking news, though, uh, reported on by the Daily Telegraph. South Sydney Rabbitohs legend Nathan Merritt reportedly has been pa- uh, placed on life support after collapsing. Um, he was found unresponsive on, on Friday afternoon. That's that's shocking news, Candice. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's not good for NRL and it's really sad for South Sydney fans. 
Nathan Merritt is a proud Indigenous man, five five kids. Uh, you know, he, that is so sad. Oh, it's just, it's just so, so sad. sad. It, it is so sad that, that you know he obviously has reached a, a, a point in, that point in his life. You know, he was and, just a, only a young man. Yep, prolific try scorer for the Bunnies, leading try scorer for three seasons. Um, in the NRL, 150 tries in total. And just, um, you know, hopefully things are going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. Still, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed, you know. That's it. Yeah. Still on life support. Um, thoughts with him, his family, friends, obviously. And we'll keep you across uh, in the news through the day as well. I'm above Pit Lane in Bathurst. Would make sense to talk to this man. Rusty's Motorsport Update. For Bendix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Yeah, one of the biggest weekends of the year for motorsport fans. Milestone event uh, as well in the history of the great race. Time to talk all things Bathurst 1000 with the great man Greg Rust. Come in, Rusty. Good morning. How are you? And as you now know, um, the the place is incredibly special. And when it's a milestone weekend like that, I can vividly recall the 40th and the 50th. Um, and when they bring out some of those great old cars and legends and so on, uh, that's a special weekend to be there. Rusty, the Ford fans, they're bleating, they're howling, they're saying it's not a fair fight, we can't go as fast as the Camaros. Is this all true? Uh, Richard, it, it's a bit prickly, this whole set of circumstances. There's no um, shying away from that. So Ford did ask for a late change around the bodywork of their car to hopefully try and even uh, the keel between the two, the two marks heading into Bathurst. Uh, there were some late-night meetings there at the mountain. Um, unfortunately, they hadn't triggered enough things that the sport has in place to make that change to Bathurst. And in order to do it for the great race, they would have needed 100% conformity from all the other teams, and they just could not get that at the 11th hour. So the Ford teams don't sound happy. Ford as a company is not happy at the moment. So there's going to be a bit of work to do post this. But, Richard, what I would say is that, you know, uh, acutely, lots of weirdness can happen in this race tomorrow. So don't just look at this based on what we're seeing from, from practice and qualifying as a lay-down Mazaire from Chev. Uh, Ford is still very much in this, I think, given um, what will play out over the 1,000 Ks. Just, right, just, just, be- have- just before we go on, though, won't Ford just make a better car next year? Well, they just say, well, get yourself a better car next year. What, what, it's not as straightforward as that. The, the, the sport has a number of key measures in the build of those cars, and they're a beautifully built thing that uh, are, are brought about, are, are in, put in place to begin with to ensure that there is a level of parity between the two. But naturally, there are some subtle differences in the actual bodywork and things of the cars. So there does need to be, and even the engines for that matter. So there needs to be things done to ensure that there is equality. It's a brand new season with these cars. We need to remember the Gen 3 cars only came in this year. There's going to be some tweaking and some tuning as we go, and the sport is actually working bloody hard to try and make that happen. It's not right. Ford fans aren't happy, uh, and it's work in progress. Well, the most important people are the the ones that control the cars, especially these uh, these gun co-drivers. How important are they in endurance uh, races like this? I mean, Jamie Winkup is a co-driver for Brock Feeney. Not not a bad one. That's a great one to have. I mean, he's the the, uh, the greatest of all time. Seven championships under his belt. He's got four Bathursts. As Mark Scaife often reminds us, he probably should have more Bathurst wins. And you, you could argue that if Jamie was back, he's working in a management capacity with that team now. If he was there, uh, you know, on the grid, 
uh, on a full-time basis once again, he would be very, very competitive. So that's a huge asset for someone like Brock Feeney. You could argue the same with Craig Lowndes and, and, um, and, and others throughout the field like that. But at the same time, we've got to give some of these youngsters an opportunity to show their worth, to show their potential. It's just all about how we... Um, how the team managers, the engineers and, and those experienced co-drivers go about helping them from a mindset perspective so you don't overstep the mark before the actual race proper or too early in the 1,000. Now, Rusty, they're saying it's going to be one of the most unpredictable Bathursts ever. Who's going to win? Candice, that is the hardest question in, in sport to answer. Um, the, the cars themselves are very different to what we've been used to with the, the Falcons and Commodores of years gone by. They move around a little bit more. Um, that's actually a good thing from a from a driver and a and a fan perspective. Um, they've got subtle differences in them in things like the amount of fuel they can keep in the fuel tank. They're a bigger. They've got a bigger range in them now. They're running a softer tyre this weekend. So those additional things mean that the strategies that will take place tomorrow uh, will create some variety. And and you know what elite sporting events like this uh, are like, Candice. You get things where there's there's heartbreak at the 11th hour or you get someone comes through in a in a kind of David and Goliath fight. You, you, we will absolutely get a bit of that tomorrow. Without overselling it, this is going to be an unmissable uh, bit of sport tomorrow. So who sure. wins, Rusty? <laughs> on, on form right now, you'd argue that Brody Kostecki and Stay David yeah. Russell, the, the Erebus team, are just dynamite, right? Hard to look past them based on practice and qualifying form. It's not that kind of race, Candice. You just can't sit here and say, as we're talking on the radio this morning, that they are the definites to win this. And even they are playing that down, despite the week they've had so far. All right. Always a pleasure, Greg Rust. Enjoy the great race, my friend. See you, gang. Thank you. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. Richard's List of Grievances. I was watching TV the other day and I saw a 13-year-old girl, actually Luke Cavell's daughter, who, uh, oh. who is a, a champion skateboarder and it looked, it looked like a lovely kid. And at 13, she said, I just want to be a good role model. Role model. At if 13? That, at 13. I mean, yeah. I know, she, of course she means well. She's a lovely kid. But you know what? No one's a role model at 13. You're still looking for role models at 13. But not to pick on her. The whole use of the thing role model. I'm sick of it. Right? Good. If I for a sec, sorry for a second, I thought your grievance was a 13 year old. No, yeah. <laughs> no, she's a lovely kid. I was like, oh Jesus, lovely kid. <laughs> Although, no, it's a, she's a lovely kid. Yeah, right, anyway, right. getting on to the role model thing. It, why has every rugby league player got to be a role model? It's just, okay, maybe be a role model on the field, but off yeah. the field, unqualified. What most about of them. instead of being role models, <laughs> just being good people? That's that's all they got to be. Be honest, good people, right? Yeah. That's all you've got to be. You don't have to be, oh, I've got to be a role model. It's just a ridiculous, hackneyed term that gets used over and over again. It's boring. It's meaningless. Mostly the people saying it are vastly unqualified to be role models and shouldn't be asked to be. And, like, you think about good people. You think about someone, like a sports person like Roger Federer. I don't see him as a as a role model. I see him as a, just a good human being that has good manners and great talent, a good person, yeah. and that just his actions, are, you know, speak louder than his words. It's simpler than being, you know, a inverted commas role model. Just be a nice, decent. Person. Someone in the media has probably told him, "Be it you're a role model. Yeah. Be a good role oh, yeah, model." And, role and model. at the, yeah. you know, these days, all these sports people, they're just they're all the same. They're yeah. all, you know, you just tell them. 
part of a mould. Instead of saying, the why? you need to be a role model, say, just stop being a flog and be a decent person, right? And that, that says it all. I couldn't believe they got into Jerome Luai this week. Did you see that? On a, on a boat having a vape after his third grand final win in a row. And, and they, he was man, uh, lambasted by the media just for having a vape. It's none of their business. Oh, he's, he's allowed not, he's to not vape. It's not illegal. That's well, right. That's why he's just won a grand final for the yeah. third time in a row. Get off him. Get off everyone's back. Get and off also, Dave's if back. The, if the media, if they're talking about role models, don't show the image of him vaping. vaping. Oh, yes. no, no. You know? See, that's the thing. Exactly. The media want to pump up the role model so they can tear the role model down. You know, it's no. all a game. It, it just should stop. There oh, God, are. I agree with you. I agree with you too, oh, Richard. What's Makes happened? perfect sense. You know it. Oh, the world is off its axis. Um, enjoy, the rest, enjoy the rest of your day. I'm hanging around uh, all afternoon. I'll be on air till 6. Double uh, dollars tomorrow, Brendo. From, from Bathurst 1000. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Are you doing my timesheet? <laughs> Sundays is it's always Stop double. whinging and just get on with it. Have a great weekend, Brendo. Thank you, guys. You have a great one. Uh, well, I'll catch you right after this on Sydney's Triple M.